You're listening to the Silver Lined Relaunch, and I'm your host, Hilary DeCesar, award-winning entrepreneur and transitional coach. Each week, I'll invite you to tune into inspirational stories, revealing how you too can turn ordinary experiences into the extraordinary. Feeling stuck? I'll share step-by-step strategies to fuel your ability to experience a life where silver linings are both abundant and possible. All right, everyone, welcome to a Silver Lined Relaunch. And what a perfect time to be talking to Mindy Myring because this is all about Oh gosh, you know what? I'm going to I'm going to even not give that because I was about to say something that could spoil that could spoil what we're going to go into. So, I'm going to keep it so suspenseful so that all of you have to pay attention whether you are out on your run, whether you're walking right now, whether you're driving, whatever you're going to do. This is a very special really I could even say Thanksgiving episode because what we're going to be talking about is near and dear to all of our hearts, but sometimes we don't know how to do it. So Mindy, welcome. So happy you're here. Oh, I am so happy to be here. I've really been looking forward to this. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's so much fun. And the way that I always like to kind of start these conversations off is we know we're talking about relaunches. We know we're talking about, you know, the impact of those, the silver linings behind them. But everyone is unique and different, right? Everything that's happening in their lives. And, you know, we always talk about the ordinary to the extraordinary. And sometimes our stories truly reach that extraordinary level with the things that we sometimes think of as like, ugh. Uh, what's, you know, how is this going to resonate? How will this hit people? And I always find everyone takes away what they need to take away from these episodes. So share with us more about you and more about, you know, what would you say is kind of one of the most impactful relaunches that you've been through? Well, first of all, I love that. Um, And I hope that you know that whoever's listening today will get one or two nuggets you know little golden nuggets that they can that they can take with them um, and use in their life but I think for me um, and this is really kind of an anniversary month for me um, but I uh, five years ago it was November 2015 um, there was just so much happening in my world and um and I'll I'll kind of I'll bottom line it but my husband and I were going through IVF we'd struggled with infertility for at that point um gosh it had been like six years and so this was kind of our the last effort and um and we were in the midst of that making seven hour drive mm-hmm. back and forth to Denver from where we live um and one of my best friends was dying of cancer mm-hmm literally died um, at the end of November and a week before she passed, I got diagnosed with, um, with lymphoma. And, um, and then on top of all that, uh, we were closing down. My husband and I had a business together that we had decided to close because we wanted to focus on this pretty big new project that we were starting in Hawaii. 
and we knew that it was going to be too much to do both. So all of that combined was just, it was a lot. And I look back. That is a ton. Think about what you just said. You just said you're trying to have a baby. You were, you know, you ended up having a best friend who literally passes away. You get diagnosed. Your business is ending. You have a new project. I mean, bam, 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 bam. And oh, by the way, again, just to mention this again, it's the month of November. Yeah. So it's all happening. This is all happening within three weeks. And I'll never forget, we flew to Hawaii about um, like two days before my birthday is November 28th. And um, my really good friend died on November 29th. Um, And I remember taking a a walk, a really long walk along the beach that morning. And, um, and I'm, all this is swirling around in me. Like I haven't really found out, I haven't really gotten um, any results back from my aging and the tests, the imaging that they've done about the cancer yet. And, um, and it was really interesting. I felt this alongside the fear and the anxiety that I felt. I also felt this sense of calm and peace. And I know that sounds really weird, but, um, but I was able to just relax into that moment. And I was like, in this moment, I am okay. Like I am okay right now. And this is how I, and that's really how I tried to approach everything that was happening as much as I could. And I'm not perfect. And I didn't do that all the time, but resting in that, the moment, you know, and but when you sit there and say, I'm okay right now, yeah. and you've had all these things happen, as you said, in a three week period, mm-hmm. you don't know what the outcome is going to be. And you're, you know, you're out on a walk that you probably are like, can I just never come back? Right. Can I just keep walking? <laughs> Let's just keep going. Yeah. When you get, when you get home, you know, you got to deal with the, the heaviness again. But tell me more, tell me more about this. I'm okay right now. And you say that you try to lean into that, but what exactly, how do you do that? And what does it mean? Well, it was so interesting. So I was walking along the beach that day and I was really tuned into my friend because I knew that she was like, I knew she was actively dying. And, um, and this has never happened to me, but I found not, I, not one, I found like five heart rocks on my walk. Okay. Everyone who knows me right now is saying, really? Now there's no doubt why we're talking because this is so perfectly aligned. Yes, yes, yes. So you found five, five of these heart rocks. One that was just huge. And then the other ones I went, I put them on this little table when I got back and I walked back to, um, uh, where we were staying. And, um, I, and, um, and I got a phone call and it was my friend's husband to tell me that she had passed like just an hour and a half before that. And, um, and so I think, how do you know you're okay? Like I, for me, it was looking around, it, there was a sense of, it had to do with gratitude. It was like, I looked around and I said, I, am I okay right now? Like I feel healthy. I don't quote unquote feel sick. Um, I can do everything I want to do. I have access to, you know, I have access to good health care. I have really supportive family and friends. Um, I have everything I need in this moment. And, um, and I had to really work with those thoughts that wanted to like project into the future and worry um, because they definitely came up. 
but I would pull myself back. And I think it was, you know, at that point I had, I think I was already going through, I mean, I had practiced mindfulness for many years and I was going through training to become a mindfulness teacher. So I had a lot of tools that I put into practice on overdrive to help me work with all of the really challenging emotions that came up. I mean, it was, it was worry and fear and, and then grief, you know, there was grief around losing my friend and grief around, um, ultimately not being able to have my own children because once I got diagnosed with cancer, we, we only went so much further with the IVF before we stopped that process. So, you know, there was a lot of grief to hold and it was, I think the, a big way that I was able to work with that was not, um, it wasn't bypassing those emotions. I mean, I had, I had a, I had so, you know, I had really great support and definitely worked with that, but really grounding myself in um, what what else was true, that I also had, you know, that I had all these supports and a lot of, a lot of things in my life to be really grateful for. And so I, I was able to hold all of that and it really helped support me through that time. Well, I love when, you know, again, going back to this, I'm okay right now, because yeah. sometimes when we try to take this out any further than what's right in front of us, right? Like an inch ahead, like, you know, hold out your hand and that's as far as you can see. Exactly. And you just have to be okay with that. And that is exactly where you're supposed to be. And that is good enough for right now. And when you started, and this is why this is so perfect, because this is the month of gratitude. This is the month of, you know, Thanksgiving. This is, but this idea this concept follows you around all year. This is not just, and a lot of times I, I see right now, you know, there's all these different types of, of gratitude challenges and it's Thanksgiving and what are you thankful for? But what you've been able to do is have that be a practice, a way of life for the year, ongoing. And you mentioned mindfulness. And I think that there's confusion I know certainly I've had that um, where I'm confused by, okay, we've got mindfulness, we've got gratitude, we've got thankfulness, we've got meditation. Can you, since this is really your expertise, Eric, you know, this is what you are so well known for, can you share with us where should a practice begin and then how do you go throughout the stages? Absolutely. And I, well, I think that the two are so interconnected so that, you know, gratitude and like really cultivating the sense of appreciation for, um, for the blessings in our life, you know, and I say, it's like, what are you grateful for the, the persons, the four-legged beings, the places, the experiences, I mean, you know, it's, we can be grateful for a multitude of different people, places, and experiences in our life, but it starts with paying attention. That so often we're like in our culture, we're moving through life at such a busy pace that it really requires us to slow down and pay attention. You know, one of the, um, like right now, actually I'm finishing up a 10 day gratitude challenge that I offer every November. And so one of the things that um, I invite people to do is to think about this concept of how 
how much of what we take for granted in our life is actually dependent upon other people. So you think about the water that comes out that, you know, you take a hot shower every morning, the Wi-Fi when you turn on your your smartphone or your laptop or your iPad, all of these things are very dependent on thousands of people doing their jobs to make sure that that cell tower is working or that the water is working right or the people that pick up your trash every Friday. It's like, can you imagine if they went on strike for two months? Like what would happen? So we think you like, we kind of, we don't think about these things, right? No, and we're so, very much, we're very much individual, individualistic. Yeah. Right? It's an individualistic. How is this impacting me right now? Me, yeah. me, yeah. me, me, me. And I love that idea of thinking about the impact that the others have on what you are currently like yeah. complaining about or thinking like this is, you know, this is causing you to feel a certain way. It's like, wait a second, this is much bigger than you. It's much bigger than all of us. And I think we forget that sometimes. And so slowing down to really think about um, just slowing down to pay attention, you know, it's um, and looking around, like if you just, you know, I'm looking outside right now. I can't I keep glancing over here because it's so beautiful. It's snowing out and now the sun has finally come out and I can still see the golden leaves on the aspen trees outside. And so um, there are so many times though when I'm in a hurry to get somewhere or maybe I'm taking a walk and, and I try not to do this as much anymore really unless I have to bring my phone. But I can think about times where I've taking, you know, walks and I'm on talking to someone and you're sort of like, you're, we multitask a lot. And so I think just slowing down and paying attention more is the first step to cultivating more gratitude because to cultivate that sense of appreciation, we have to actually be noticing these things. And you're right. You can't, as you're zipping through life, right? You're, you're busy doing this. You're busy doing that. I'm so busy. I'm so busy. It was great um, because I, I was telling you, I went to visit my mother-in-law this weekend and she said that she had this, um, somebody once said to her, cause she, she came out and said, oh gosh, I'm just so busy. And it was the funniest comment. She said, you know what she told me? She said, fire that bitch who said, who's scheduling your calendar. <laughs> and I'm like, Oh my God, that's so great. You better, it was actually, you better fire that bitch who's scheduling your, your calendar. And I start laughing because I'm like, it all goes back to you. It all goes back to you. You are the one. And as you just said, I can't tell you how many times I've been out on a walk where the phone rings. And, you know, I always say, well, I have to bring my, I have to bring my phone so that I can track how far I'm walking. <laughs> you know, oh, I need to know, you know, how much time am I out there? Uh, like, I don't have a clue of how long it's going to take me to do my loop, right? But I love that if you can focus on not filling your mind when you're out there walking around or you're out there doing exercise, but focus on like the benefits of having it. And so I want to go back to your, this, you know, onslaught of like all these different things that are happening to you in your life. And you've just lost your friend and you're really trying to, you know, garner that, that inner peace. And as you said, you know, you've got to slow down and pay attention. And we were talking about the idea around gratefulness and gratitude and making sure that you pull out those, those small 
those small little life pieces. Cause at that time, I'm sure you weren't thinking, I have just a ton of like awesome, awesome stuff going on in my life. Right. I mean, it's tough to, it's tough to focus on like those things when these big life altering things are going on. It, it was such an interesting time because um, it was my birthday. So I was celebrating mm. my birthday. So that actually was, so what, I mean, there, to be honest, I was still able to tap into some joy. And, um, but yeah, it was in the weeks to come really um, grieving my friend, um, getting some clarity around my diagnosis and um making some decisions about healthcare, that was all a lot to handle. And um, we, my husband and I were, were, had just bought a, a parcel of land and were beginning to build a retreat center. And so the reason that we went over to Hawaii at that particular time was because our neighbors were having a big festival um, on our land. And we were hosts, so we were hope helping kind of host it. They were coordinating, but you know, we wanted to be there and to meet like our new neighbors. We were gonna, you know, we were starting to make that another home. And um, so there was it was really challenging, you know, because I wasn't here in Colorado for my friend's funeral. I was here for a later like celebration of life for her. But I felt very torn and um, yeah, there were just, it was, it's hard to even, you know, describe in just a short time, like how just the complicated sort of stew of emotions that were happening, um, feeling excited about our project beginning there, yet having all these other things going on. It was, it was a lot. So you just had, I mean, and, and why I said, you know, the whole idea of that you really have this practice year round. Yeah. And, and your month, this, this yeah. month of November was, you know, all of these major things, yeah. but you were still trying to lean into this new opportunity. You were right. still trying to like, you were, you're pulling out anything, anything around you that you could say, all right. I'm I'm still grateful here. As you said, you know, I was still feeling good. You were still feeling good, even though you didn't know what your diagnosis was going to be. And for those that have things come up and whether they all come up like they did in the month of November, or it could be January, or it could be March, you know, you just never know when, when life is going to hit you. You, you came up with that, you know, I'm okay right now. You leaned into that. And as you said, you really created this, this idea around mindfulness that has brought you and that the silver lining, um, as we discussed, is that, you know, you've really been able to look at things differently, pay attention, slow down. That's tough for a lot of us, right? I mean, you know, it, it's I'm really- I'm a busy addict, for sure. Like my calendars used to be scheduled from, you know, 7 a.m. till the time we went to bed and that had shifted a little bit but it shifted even more over those like next few years um as I really looked at how do I need to take care of myself in the midst of everything happening out here 
you know, I had to take a step back and say, what is that? What does this mean for me right now? How, how can I take care of myself? It meant making changes in my business in terms of how many clients I took on for a while, how much um, I taught. I had to really look at how um, even the project that I was working on with my husband, I had to take a step back from that. And, um, and he really took, a, you know, much, much more of that on. And um, because I had to, you know, I mean, I really had to, it's like when you have a, a health scare like that, I think it's such a, I'm certainly not unique. I think it's just, it's a wake up call. And if you allow it to be, it can really be an opportunity to look at what you need to change in your life to create um, the foundation for better health. It's interesting that you're saying that, that I, you know, for so many years, in terms of my values that I was focused on, right? I didn't have any health issues. So I just wasn't focused on health, right? It's just, it's like, oh, it's just inevitable. You know, things are going to, things are just, I'm going to be healthy. And like you said, as soon as you aren't, and I had the same scare, I ended up having melanoma and it was just this like, bam, like what? And then, and then I got through it and I felt better again. And then as soon as, you know, the, the stress or things weren't going, what happened? My body would just shut down. I would, you know, I remember one time where I got this like horrific, like welts on my chest and it was um, based on, you know, some type of like chemotherapy to try to help um, like a cream. A, and it was just a terrible, it was like toxic. And it was all because I was just going, going, going so fast. And so how do you, cause I had to realize there was a point where I had to slow down. Like I had to, and I had to be in alignment with a core value of being like health is now, you know, 100% the most important thing. And then I lost my mom last year and it's like, oh my gosh, you know, here we go again. It, it, yeah. the, the idea is that things come into our mind, we focus on it and then we're done, we move on and then we're hit with something else and then you start focusing again. But your practice of be grateful, of mindfulness helps you make sure that it's not the roller coaster. You're not up, then you're down. You're not up, then you're down. It's much more consistent. Can you share a little bit more about a consistent practice? How do you even get into that type of practice? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I was an off-again, on-again meditator for so long. And then um, it wasn't until probably seven seven or eight years ago that I really became more consistent and saw how much that helped me. And I think people often have a mistaken viewpoint of meditation that it's like all bliss you know we close our eyes and we meditate for 15 or 20 minutes and it's like this blissful state it's not a lot of times um we're you know and there are so many different kinds of meditation that you can do but um but it's really for me been this process of um doing that on a consistent basis has really helped me see my mind how much it does wander and like those thoughts that come up consistently it helps me see that more clearly so that I can work with some of those worrisome anxiety provoking thoughts that come into my consciousness otherwise during the day I'm not 
not always paying as close of attention, but when you meditate and you're sitting there noticing that for 20, 25 minutes is how much I usually meditate in the morning. Um, it's really powerful and it can help you start to see, oh, these are maybe the areas that I need to pay attention to, to, you know, either cultivate more of this or maybe work on shifting this. And so, so having, developing a regular meditation practice was really helpful. Um, and over time, the more I did it, it actually has had more of a um, calming effect. And with gratitude, um, I started my gratitude practice like 25 years ago. So for me, it's really very ingrained part of my day-to-day -day life. It's kind of woven into my, the way I think, even you know, throughout the day. And so when people are starting a practice, though, what I recommend is we have to train our brains. Like we have to, we have to, it, it's like you're starting creating a new habit. And so anytime you're creating a new habit, you want to, um, there are a few things I think that can support you. And one is picking a time of day that you know you'll do it, staying with that. So some people like to do it in the morning, others at night. Um, I think that keeping a gratitude journal is probably the easiest way to start where you just say, I'm going to write down five things every day that I'm grateful for. And, um, and then you can go from there. You know, some people, and they don't have to be big. That's no. the I mean, I've heard, you know, so many, and I, I laugh because, uh, it used to be like, I would rack my brain like, okay, I'm going to do my gratitude for Thanksgiving, you know, this, this time period. And maybe it was a week or something. And, and then I started to think, well, I want to keep going with this because I did see like when I did it for seven days, I'm like, oh, wow, if I'm really focused on this, this is awesome. And in fact, in the Relaunch Collective right now, we have our monthly gratitude going on right now. And, and I'm already noticing other women are saying, hey, wait a second. I didn't really understand. I didn't really comprehend how this could impact my life. Yeah. But as, as you know, you, you sit there and you're just starting out, as you said, Sometimes it's just the smallest, smallest, smallest thing. I can't remember who said it was like, you know, start with just like, okay, I'm, I'm grateful the sky's blue. Or if it's not blue and you, you live in a place that's, you know, raining, hey, I'm, I'm so grateful that I'm inside my room right now and I have, you know, a warm, a warm sweater on or whatever. It can be so simple, but it, you just start. And tell us how you believe gratitude journals can really help you? I think it's a real tangible, like when we put pen to paper and we write it down, something happens. And I don't know exactly, but there's, there's research that shows that writing things down, like makes it more concrete in our brains. And so, um, I think that it can be helpful in that we, it forces us to slow down and really think about we have to pay attention, right? It goes back to that whole idea of paying attention. And then when you write it down, it's you're really acknowledging that this, these are gifts in my life. And, um, and I think that the most helpful probably tip that I could offer around keeping a gratitude journal is to be as specific as you can um, you know, a lot of times people will write down, I'm grateful for my health and my family, my friends, which is lovely. Like, yes, I, I, I am too. And yet there's a way in which writing down, I'm grateful for my 
sister versus I'm really grateful that my sister called me today to check in and see how I was doing because she knew I was having a rough week. That is so much different. Does that, you know? Oh, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So just paying attention to why you would say, I'm grateful for my family. But why? The secret sauce is really in the details. Mm. And so, and so as you are sharing this with your clients and with yourself, tell us what type of, of things do you see happening in your life and in other people's lives when they start to take on this practice? So I would say the most common few things that people will share with me every year, and this is the third year that I've done this gratitude challenge, but I've, you know, worked with most of my clients will start, I ask them to start um, keeping like a gratitude journal when we begin working together. And most people say that they begin to feel happier. They start to feel more optimistic. Um, and that there is this sense of, um, um, what's the, I'm trying to think of the word. It's like, um, just, it, it's like a shift in attitude that they experience. Mm-hmm. They're like, you know, instead of thinking about what's wrong or what's not going well, I'm realizing how many things in my life all the time actually are going well. No doubt. And you start, you know, we, we are so focused. If you really look at the brain, we're so focused, you know, 80% of what we think every single day is around the negative, right? It's the negative, the negative, the negative. But when you start to pull out the positives, you know, there's places in the brain, the reticular activation system that will then show us more of that. I mean, that's what it does. It brings to light what you want more of. So if you're sitting there and you're focused on, you know, the negative things, then you're going to get more of those negative things. Whereas wouldn't it be great if we could start to have, you know, a, a balancing act of, oh, wow, today I actually had, you know, half negative, half positive, and then go yeah. for, you know, over the, over the course of, you know, the next 90 days, let's say you start to get that pendulum to go to the other side. And that's where I've found, um, even doing the short-term practices, I, I do a consistent practice um, where I constantly am throughout the day, just like acknowledging. It's like stop and smell the roses. Yeah. I mean, I just, it, yeah, you have to, if you can actually do that, if you can actually just think about that comment that stop along the way, right? Yeah, I love that. I and love- notice, and notice the things that are right around you that we're just whizzing by, you know, we're just quickly quickly going by it and it's like oh wait I think those were roses over there but you know who, who <laughs> yeah, knows <laughs> I don't know they're pretty yeah, that, that <laughs> looked nice was that but going back to you and now this you said it was uh 2015 yeah so we're now five years later what have been the silver linings that have come from that month of really just you know huge growth for you but what specifically have been the silver linings? That is such a great question. Um, you know, I think so many of the silver linings have come along the way. And that month was sort of the beginning of a period of a few years that were really, <clears throat> really held a lot of 
challenges as well as a lot of joy and growth. And so again, like I really hold all of those, but um, I learned so much about myself and how, how much um, resilience I have. Hmm. I love it, that word. <laughs> you know, like it really showed me how much resilience I have and how possible it is to go on like you don't just start you know it's I think a lot of people think about like just getting through or surviving and for me um that wasn't I didn't want to just get through it I wanted to learn and grow and and thrive and so I feel like it was kind of like this rich soil of a lot of you know a lot of challenging things mixed in with a lot of um, support and really magical things that happen along the way mm-hmm. that kind of helped me come out the other side thriving. That, and, and by the way, you're sitting here, you're healthy. Yeah. And, you know, first and foremost, we are, you know, we are both sitting here and have survived, you know, pretty amazing health issues. And hey, you know what? Great silver lining right there. Appreciation of that resilience of getting through it. I love that you said that because it really is. And when you, it's like, you know, Teflon versus Velcro, right? Which are you, which are you wanting to be? Do you want this to, you know, become a thing? Like this is who you are. This is your identity. Or do you want to be like, you know what? No, this is not going to define me. This is only going to allow me to continue to thrive, to give back, to support others. Well, that's, you know, that's where it really, I, that's why I love what you, what you do and how you practice. Um, so unfortunately we could talk and talk and talk. I have, I know I have um, a series of some rapid fire questions. I would love to bring them on. Are you, are you, are you ready girl? Are you ready yeah. for this? All right. I'm ready. Okay, number one, Zoom calls dressed head to toe or waist up? Head to toe. <laughs> you see my jeans? Oh, look at you. And you've got cute ones on. They've got like embroidery on the side. I'm impressed. Mindy, nicely <laughs> done. I'm a head to toe person. There's just something about that. Even if I'm not going to meet with people in person, I just feel better if I'm dressed head to toe. Okay, so you... I'm not going to show you what I'm in from my belly button down, <laughs> but for those that know, I'm, I am definitely in my slippers still. Um, okay. Number two, how often do you wash your hair? Oh, wow. Um, I probably wash my hair like twice a week. Yeah. I okay. have dry hair, mm. so it, I can go for days without washing it. Yeah. And it's probably better when you do. Yeah, I go yeah. from, I progress from this to a clip to, you always know the, <laughs> the hair wash day when it goes into a ponytail. <laughs> See, that used to be me until dry shampoo. <laughs> and now, and now I fool them all. Okay, uh, number four, I love this beauty product and the name of it. Um, I'm not at home or else I go grab it out of my drawer, but it's by a company called Pacifica. Mm-hmm. They do, it's like very it's cruelty free all natural and they make these face masks and i think it's called like kale and green kelp anyway it's, oh. you put it on and you leave it on for like 20 minutes and every sunday night i take a really long soak i put on a face mask and that's kind of like how i just 
Oh, I love that. You talk about gratitude. <laughs> That's something that every Sunday you'd be like, oh, love that. Okay. Backyard barbecue or a schwanky cocktail party? So I would say I love both, but I'm much more of a backyard barbecue. Yeah. Mm. Okay. So what is your go-to poolside drink? Oh, um, Go-to, well, gosh, in the summer, a nice glass of rosé, but I will say that probably my favorite poolside drink I've ever had was a lavender blueberry mojito. Oh, that, that sounds amazing. Yeah. That's, that is a ticket right there. I I want to be, I want to be with you near that pool. (laughs) Okay. And a bonus question is, what does a powerhouse of possibility mean to you? I think that we are all powerhouses of possibility. You know, I think that we all have, we're all capable of so much and that when we can learn to train our minds to really um, focus on our potential versus our limitations, um, I think that we can do so much, so much more than we often give ourselves credit for. So I think we're all powerhouses of possibility. Mm, I agree with you. Okay. And what are you working on right now? How can our listeners hear more about you and get in touch with you? Uh, well, right now I'm, uh, I'm just finishing up my annual called gratitude challenge. So that's ending, but I'm, I'm in the midst of a couple of um, really special projects that are going to support people who have just lost a pet. So um, I've been um, working on a book and another project, and they're going to be hopefully coming out in 2021. So um, if anyone wants to connect with me, I, you know, you can do so. I'm I'm assuming there'll be like a show. There'll be definitely show notes and links and Facebook and, um, I also send out um, a newsletter once or twice a month um, with, you know, just inspiring articles uh, and teachings on gratitude, mindfulness. Um, You know, I I teach mindfulness classes a few times a year, so it has information about that. So, yeah, if if anyone would like to connect with me in any of those ways, um, that would be great. Well, we appreciate you being here. And you know what? I love you have such a calming presence about yourself. I mean, I just like, I already feel like, you know, the, the clutter in my mind has decimated and like, it just, I feel better about just even the last 30 minutes that we've been talking. So thank you so much for being here. It's been a joy. Thank you for having me. Yeah. I've really enjoyed our talk today and um, yeah. Thanks again, Mindy. Until next time. Yeah. Until next time. Take care. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you felt a connection to this episode of the Silver Lined Relaunch, please head over to iTunes now. It would mean so much to me if you would leave a good review and help others find Silver Linings as well. And don't forget, You can have immediate access to all of the bonuses and notes from the show today in our treasure chest. 
which you have access to for free by texting 55444 and typing in treasure chest. Or you could go to our private Facebook group, The Relaunch Effect, Living a Life You Love. Together we've hit the reset button for you, turning your transitions into a transformation. Until next time, don't forget, there's always a silver lining.